appearing on stage while still in school. So, between them, my parents could make any story of everyday life turn into the most colourful adventure, and with it, send a young boy's imagination flying. Our time in Kenya was cut short abruptly, when my father was offered the opportunity to start work with the BBC in Bristol as a reporter for the regional news programme Points West. It was to be the last time I would see my birthplace for 22 years, but I continued to carry a sense of being Kenyan when we moved to the UK in 1964. If the seeds of a passion for the natural world had been sown on African soil, they now found themselves a little starved of nourishment in a flat on the edge of Cotton, just north of Bristol city centre. But a year later we moved to Sea Mills, an area of northwest Bristol bordering Portway and the River Avon, and here, at last, I reconnected with the earth, or to be more accurate, the mud, because there we had a garden, and for me it was the most wonderful playground. Blackbirds nested in the privet hedge and song thrush in the lilac. Sparrows fussed with grass moustaches as they built nests under the roof tiles, and from time to time I would discover a common toad striding purposefully through the flower borders at dusk. But the most impressive wild visitor to our postage stamp of green was undoubtedly the local fox family. My mother and father separated when I was nine years old, though my father remained very present in my life and we spent many weekends enjoying outings together. It meant that many of the more subtle adventures and discoveries I would encounter from that point on were coloured by my mother's guidance. It was my mother who first started attracting the foxes to the garden at night. She would put food scraps onto our modest concrete slab patio and wait in the small hours for the first ruddy ghost to dash from the shadows and into the light that spilled from the kitchen window. One Friday evening, bathed and ready for bed, I was told that I could stay up to watch them. I can still feel the ache of expectation and physical discomfort as I lay with my nose pressed to the lowest pane of glass on the patio door, hoping to come face to face with a wild fox. This was quite probably the first time I'd experienced the thrill of waiting for a brush with the wild, forgive the vulpine pun, and it was intoxicating. I love it still. Our nocturnal encounters were to continue through the summer of my ninth year. In time, I was able to lie flat on my belly on the patio and have the local foxes take food from no more than a metre or so away from my face. I would only leave and go to bed once my mother had implored me to do so for the fiftieth time. My ambitions had, by now, veered away from being Tarzan and wrestling oversized crocodiles to the more achievable goal of being a zookeeper. This, I'm certain, had a great deal to do with Johnny Morris, whose wonderful television series, Animal Magic, was a ritual must-see for me, as for many thousands of children. It was partly filmed at my local zoological gardens, Bristol Zoo, in Clifton. Looking back, I can of course think of a hundred reasonable criticisms of the way in which animals were housed and managed back then. Polar bears would repetitively pace tiny concrete pits and gorillas looked sullenly at the crowds through a chunky lattice of steel. But I would return home after each visit with my head full of roars and dreams of adventure and discovery. 
I explored my new ambition of being a zookeeper with my own modest collection of creatures at home. There was the family dog, Wiggy, as well as a cat named Socks, and a gerbil. But in addition, I began to keep more exotic creatures. My bedroom housed a ring of aquaria and vivaria. Inside the tanks were toads, frogs and newts. From time to time, I would be guardian of a common lizard or a grass snake until either they escaped, much to my mother's horror, or else I let them go back where I'd originally found them. I started sketching my charges and recording their antics. Unwittingly, perhaps, this marked the beginning of a lifelong desire to understand the things I was watching, and to do so by spending enormous amounts of time watching them. Just as foxes visiting our suburban garden in Bristol were my first real taste of a close encounter with a wild spirit, so too were they central to my first professional...